your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. Good way to start a Monday is when the microphone falls off and I got to screw it back on while trying to start the show. Righty tighty, lefty loosey, my dad would say. Man, we really got to get this thing fixed. It only it only turns in there like three, and it doesn't get tight. And probably need a lock washer and some Loctite. It's all in Dad's garage, which is three hours away. Dad, if you're coming to visit, bring a lock washer, some Loctite. All right. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. It's always a good way to just start the show. Any anxiety I have to start the show goes away because... I am then fixing things Well, trying to start. All right, let's see here. What's going on today? I heard Joe Biden's coming to lacrosse. Is that true still? We still don't know what when he's coming. I don't, I, th- I, I want to say, I looked at the, uh, the, f- the flight plan. If you saw that story in Wisdom News, that's kind of where we're at. So, so Ron Kine's gonna gonna call in in a couple of minutes, and and maybe he'll know, right? He's in he's in Washington. I think he's still in Washington. He was gonna be here, and ha- he was gonna have a, a little press conference. I think just to kind of prelude, he's gonna steal Biden's thunder. Is what he was gonna do, right? He he was. Oh, Biden's coming on Tuesday. I'm coming on Monday. <laughs> but he was gonna be in Riverside Park this afternoon. But he, that got thrown. Out the window this early this morning, so I don't know. I don't know why we can ask him, but we can ask him about Joe Biden. Well, when's he coming? Where is he going to be? He's going to be at uh, Colgan Airfield. <laughs> is Colgan going to host him? Uh, I did hear too that there's going to be quite a few COVID restrictions, so I I don't I don't know if I'm going to be meeting Joe Biden tomorrow. Given, I don't think anyone's gonna be giving my high fives or anything like that. If you remember, I think back in in the campaigning days of 2015, Donald Trump at the Lacrosse Center, I think he was giving high fives. I don't know if Bernie was. I don't remember seeing. I we had a lot more pictures from Trump's Trump's rally than Bernie's rally in Alaska. And don't even get me started on Hillary. <laughs> Porn beer. Uh, speaking of porn beer, the uh, no beer tent at Riverfest number three, but they're gonna have beer there. So I hope you're. Are you, are you coming to Riverfest? No, no, I, I don't drink beer. Oh, that's. Right. I had my share when I was young. That's right. I'm sorry to bring it up. You can have my share. Oh, you got to drink Jack Daniels. Yeah, I don't know if they have. Uh, you know, they have those beer tickets. I don't know if they have JD tickets. Oh, okay. Well, that's pretty top shelf for yeah. down there. Anyway, I think Joe Biden's maybe going to visit the new poop plant they're working on down there. The water, the sewer water treatment plant or whatever? That? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so? that's where he's going to go. There's a lot of signs going down that way. No parking. Oh, okay. Street, you know, down by Dowell Ford and all that down there. No parking on both sides of the street, so... That's usually what happens when the big boys come to town. I mean, that's interesting because maybe that's part of his infrastructure plan, which he's coming to tout. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, 
we'd have been all right, but we were taking in more than what we could get rid of. They told one guy that managed to play a plant down there. Oh yeah, we were taking in more than we can get rid of, but yet the mayor and the council want all these other towns to ship their stuff over to us, and then we're going to try to get rid of it, and that's where we got to spend the sixty-three million dollars. Yeah. Well, hopefully Biden brings his checkbook. Yeah, I think he'll be sitting on it. He'll be sitting on it. Why, at the same time, he can visit Tent Village down there. What should he? Maybe, maybe he should visit. Is it Lacrosse Street that's really bad? Maybe he should visit that because we always we are always mad about fixing the roads. That's the one we always want the governor to come in on, but he takes another route. Yeah, Lacrosse Street would be real good, but Third Street has no uh, cakewalk either. Okay, Third Street, because I got Police Chief Kudron on tomorrow. I don't know when Biden's coming, but maybe we'll have Kudron. We'll ask him which route he had Biden take, so we hit all the potholes. <laughs> no, nah, they won't want to put him over bumps. No, okay. Give him a golden carpet to come in. <laughs> that that limo's probably got pretty good shocks, though. Did you keep your powder dry over the weekend the way it rained? Um. Yeah, I think my eaves has got a lot of leaves in it because there's a lot of water just pouring right over the eaves. Well, I'll bring over my, my leaf blower, and then you send a girlfriend up on the roof to blow the leaves out of the gutters. Yeah, it's pretty scary because I got to go. The I got the huge ladder, and then I got to go all the way to the top. Well, it's like, well, stand on the roof and work downward. You'll be all right. It's pretty scary up there. Thanks for the call. Bye. All right, that's number three. Yeah, Ron Kine's going to join us here in a minute. We'll ask him about the Biden visit. Um, yeah, maybe... Do we take Biden down all the nice roads to show him how awesome lacrosse is, or do, do, do we take him through all the crappy areas to show him how much help we need? <laughs> um, all right, we'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. U.S. Congressman Ron Kine from Lacrosse here uh, on the phone with me, Ron. Uh, of course, oh, there goes my mic again. I got to screw that in better. Uh, Ron, the. Uh, <laughs> And then and then the screw fell on the floor. So this will be an interesting oh, interview man. while I hold this microphone in the air. But uh, the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks were talking, of course. Hey, what do you guys want to talk about? Well, well, we got to talk about Chris Middleton finally uh, not going zero for oh, nine. Oh, absolutely great <laughs> win on the road. We even the uh, home court advantage now, and Middleton finds this shot in the fourth quarter, twenty points. We'll take it. Let's let's keep it going, Chris. Yeah, right. Uh, so, it's exciting. It's, uh, if he would have just hit one of those threes the first game, I've I have quite a bit of confidence in the yeah. Bucks in, in this series. Um, but uh, you know, speaking of uh, not speaking of, we gotta we gotta get this out of the way. Do you know where and when Joe Biden is coming to lacrosse? He's coming tomorrow afternoon uh, visit, and uh, the point of emphasis is the bipartisan infrastructure agreement that was reached last last week. He wants to keep the focus there, keep the momentum there. I couldn't agree more. We have an opportunity, finally, to uh, rebuild Wisconsin, rebuild America coming out of this pandemic. But there's still a lot of work involved in it. The president knows that. But it's always good to welcome the big cheese in Wisconsin this time of year, June Dairy Days, showing our appreciation to our family farmers uh, at the same time. And I have a feeling that at some point he's going to get a good Wisconsin ice cream cone in his hand to fix uh, to meet his addiction. He loves uh, ice cream. so. Well. I mean, uh, that's you, my goal. That's my mission. I mean, you were going to be at Riverside today. Did you get snagged up? Are you hitching a ride on Air Force One tomorrow? What's going on? Well, uh, it's been a busy time. Uh, you can imagine these presidential visits, the logistics involved, the Secret Service you have to deal with, uh, the security precautions that have to be taken. A lot of work, you know, to move these people around. But 
uh, when they pull it off, it's it's always fun. It'll put us on the map for a little bit, and you know we're not Seattle or Portland, 115 degrees. We're beautiful, uh, temperate upper Midwest. So escape to Wisconsin. Yeah, until August. Um, but you're not. Are you until not hitching August. a ride? Are you not hitching a ride on Air Force One then? No, 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 no. I'm going to no. be uh, be meeting them here at the airport and riding along with them uh, to the event tomorrow and. Uh, spending some quality legislative time in the car, so we can strategize how we're gonna how we're gonna get this across the finish line. Now, the question I propose I I posed to the audience before you came on was: Do you take do you take Biden through all the nice areas of lacrosse, or do you take him like over the <laughs> the biggest potholes in the city? Uh, well, and I don't know we don't know where you're going yet either. So, well, it's going to be close. Let me just put it that way. I can't you know I can't reveal because of security yeah. measures that are being taken right now. So. But, uh, listen, he's already on board. He knows the need for infrastructure. We've got roads, highways, bridges, ports, airports uh, to rebuild. And But we need to do a little bit more than that, Rick. We need broadband expansion, especially in rural Wisconsin, rural America. We need to invest in the American workforce to make it easy for people to participate uh, with these jobs. That means affordable quality child care. Uh, it means uh, family medical leave. So if you have a chick, sick child or a sick elder, you don't have to risk a drop in pay or, worse, losing your job entirely for taking care of those responsibilities. Um, uh, so we need to be investing in that as well. Is that? Uh, and he understands that. Is that all? I mean, is some of that part of the infrastructure plan? I mean, we, we talked about uh, me and the Democratic Party chair here in La Crosse, uh, William Garcia, have talked about yeah. uh, education being part of the infrastructure plan. Is child care and maternity leave part of that? No, it's not. Not at the current moment. And that's why I think there's additional work we need to do. You know, the number one concern I hear from businesses, large and small, right now is the need for workers. Uh, and yet, as a country, we're the only developed world uh, nation in the world uh, that doesn't provide uh, medical family leave so you can take care of those family responsibilities. We have a hard time providing affordable, quality child and education care for young children. And let's face it, during the pandemic, a lot of women had to leave the workforce because classes weren't in, the kids were at home. And if they don't think that their kids are safe and being taken care of, it's hard for them to participate in the workforce, too. So we have things that we have to work on, but I'm glad that there is at least uh, a tentative bipartisan agreement that was announced last week. It's something we can certainly build upon, and uh, it's long overdue. All right, so there's talk that uh, Congress is going to scrap summer break. Does that, does that, I, Ron, I haven't had summer break since my junior year in high school, and even then I had a yeah. weekend job at a car wash. Uh, yeah, so... neither have I, Rick. I mean, <laughs> this whole idea that we somehow just go on vacation, head to the beach or the pool is just misguided. I mean, when we're not in D.C., I'm usually uh, catching up with meetings back home here, traveling the district. It's not a summer break. It's district work period is what it is. Okay. What's... Uh, but so... if, we need to, if we need to stay in Washington yep. to move this legislation forward, then sign me up. I mean, let's, let's utilize the calendar and let's try to get this done as we're emerging from this pandemic and as the economy is starting to bounce back as, as we're seeing it now. We, uh, we need a good infrastructure system to sustain all that. When you talk about maternity leave and, and child care being part of a – has the House passed stuff like that already, or is that something that – I mean, if, if not, then, like, get on it, right? <laughs> like, just start writing yeah. legislation? No, I, you know, my concern is not in the House. My concern is in the Senate, just what they can do, because they got that 60-vote rule. It requires a supermajority, practically, to do anything uh, these days, so – it's very hard. I mean, you may have noticed things are a bit polarized. They're a bit hyperpartisan. There's not enough work to find common ground. But that's part of President Biden's DNA. I mean, he comes from the Senate. He has great respect 
for Congress and the legislators there. He knows it's hard to find that common ground, and he's willing to put in the time. I mean, we've had more bipartisan meetings at the White House with President Biden so far this year than the previous administration did in their entire four years. Uh, and that's the way it's supposed to be. We should be able to get together as civilized human beings, respect each other, and try to work out some of these agreements. And that's that's what Joe Biden's been trying to do since day one. All right. Uh, switching gears here a little bit. We're, we're always campaigning. I feel like the, the campaign season never <laughs> stops. You ripped on myself and, and uh, UW lacrosse political science professor Chergosky for the I think the week that you were elected back to Congress. We dissected whether or not you were going to run again for the for the House <laughs> or maybe you'd move to the Senate. And I won't I won't ask you that so much, but. Um, you know, you're getting attacked from, from different sides with the property you own here in lacrosse. Um, now it seems like, uh, the, the tables have turned a little bit where your opponent van, Derek van Orden is getting attacked in, in the, in the fact that he used possibly used campaign funds, uh, to travel to the, the January 6th, you know, if you want to call it a riot, an insurrection, uh, you know, he was, he was seen, uh, in, in what, you know, areas where he wasn't supposed to be or where people weren't supposed to be, uh, across the, the lines at the Capitol. Um, is this how we're, is this how it's going to go for the next, you know, year or so? Man, I sure hope not, Rick. I mean, obviously these campaigns start way too early. They cost too much. They last too long and, and they just continue to divide, you know, people and, and I'm just hoping to focus on my job a little bit and take a deep breath and, and try to do what the people elected me to do, and that's represent them and get things done. Uh, but I have no control uh, over the camera. I mean, you see the attack ads on TV, and that's uh, taking place by these uh, dark money super PACs. Uh, the big difference, though, is that their attack on my tenant on Pearl Street is not based in fact uh, or any evidence. Uh, she is innocent, and yet they're trying to destroy her to try to get to me, and that's what I'm most concerned about is her safety, her reputation, because she doesn't deserve this. But now Derek Van Orden, on the other hand, was caught lying about his participation in the treasonous insurrection on January 6th. Uh, he's got a lot to answer to for his participation and for spending campaign funds that he raised the previous years to participate uh, in the riot uh, at the Capitol. And that's illegal under FEC rules. It has to be campaign-related, not an attempt to overturn, overthrow, uh, our government. Uh, and yet, time and again, he's been caught in these uh, out-and-out lies about where he was. Uh, there's evidence showing he was on the wall of the Capitol, breaching the uh, perimeter, which was is trespassing. And, uh, yeah, so he's he's a part of that, and he's going to continue, I think, to bob and weave and try to pretend that his his role didn't happen. Do you think, you know, as as all this news keeps coming from, from the January 6th incident, uh, do uh, are we as a nation just getting numb to news because like at some point we don't even we don't even care about this stuff anymore? Yeah, it really is alarming because the, the one thing that truly does make us exceptional as a nation has been the ability for us to transfer power peacefully, and the rest of the world recognizes that too, and they go, "Wow, you know, there's a democracy," and we lost that on January sixth. There was an actual armed attempt to overthrow the government and prevent Congress from doing its job, and that's merely certifying what all the states had previously certified, and that's the election outcome. And again, unfortunately, my opponent, Derek Van Orden, was part of that mob, and it was violent. Let's, let's be clear on that, Rick. I mean, they, the Republicans have been fond of saying, I'm pro-police, I back the badge. 160 police officers suffered serious injuries because of that riotous mob and what they did to him. Five people died, uh, including one officer the day after. Two officers went home later and committed suicide. 
Uh, and yet when it comes to backing the badge, they won't even support uh, a January 6th commission to study this and find out what happened and why and what steps we need to take to prevent it in the future. You know, they vote against that, and they don't want to talk about it. Uh, it's a very serious incident in our nation's life. And we better come to grips with it quickly, or we're going to be seeing more of this type of conduct, unfortunately, uh, in the future, where it's just forced by arms. And the end-all, be-all is to gain power by whatever means. What? And that's alarming, uh, because uh, as January 6th demonstrated, as the last four years demonstrated, our, our institutions of democracy are really fragile, and it requires each generation to renew the commitment to them. And somehow we're losing that more and more these days. What would be the difference between the January 6th commission that was kind of voted out in the, in the Senate versus just, you know, is, is not, you know, the difference between that and something that the FBI continues to investigate and whatever other, you know, government institutions or policing institutions use to, to investigate that? What's the difference that, that sen- the Senate or, the, or that Congress, um, the, a Congress look into that matter would, would be? Well, first of all, the January 6th commission that was proposed would be completely nonpartisan. Everything that Senator McConnell, that Kevin McCarthy were requesting was granted to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the demands that they were making said, sure, let's do this. Let's do it 50-50. Let's make sure it's on the up and up. And they still rejected it. Even after everything they were asking for, which they thought would be beyond reach, was agreed to. But here's the point. I mean, we had a commission after 9-11 to study the effects, and it was more transparent, more open. I think we need that for January 6th, too. You know, the FBI is very restricted in what they can reveal in the course of an investigation. And quite frankly, unless it's directly a criminal matter, they typically don't reveal. And yet some of the stuff may have walked up to the lines of criminality and didn't cross it, but are no less serious and no less dangerous to the survival of our democracy. So I'm supportive, and I voted for it, you know, the creation of a congressional uh, special select committee to look into it because there's still a lot of uh, questions that need answers to, including what Kevin McCarthy was talking to the president about in real time. At the time the riot was happening and police were being beaten in the Capitol, uh, the minority leader in the House was on the phone with President Trump. And uh, we should at least know what the president's state of mind was since he was commander-in-chief. And he could have clicked his fingers and deployed National Guard and, and troops to the Capitol for security reasons, and he chose not to do any of that which is very alarming uh, to me, that we'd have a commander-in-chief behaving in such fashion when lives were at stake, literally. So it's, so it's kind of about transparency, something that the FBI is going to you know, uncover what they're going to uncover, but we may not see it. But if, the, if Congress does this commission, uh, then at least you guys get your hands on it, and then w- the public would get more, their hands on it, huh? Yeah, you know, and law enforcement is going to be focused on the criminality and the evidence to prove probable cause and a criminal act was taken. But we have a wider purview. We have security of the Capitol, security of Washington that's at stake. So getting into the details of what happened will help present information where we need to beef up security in order to protect lives and protect people. And, you know, the FBI won't be focused on that. They'll just be focused on individual criminal behavior and whether they can make a case or not. All right, Ron. Um, you said Biden sometime in the in the afternoon tomorrow. Do we know? Like yeah, three yeah, two? yeah. We're going to be in in town uh, tomorrow afternoon, and uh, uh, should be a good visit. I know he's been looking forward to getting out more and more as he has been lately. Get some feedback from people, but talk about what actually we can do by working together. 
And I'm proud that he's showing this leadership for bipartisanship, really working hard uh, to address uh, concerns that Republicans are raising, too. And we need more of that these days in Washington and in Madison. It doesn't have to be hand-to-hand combat all the time. Now, when you guys are riding over in, in, the, in the limo, I would imagine, uh, can you ask Biden to take out his checkbook, write it? Maybe, I think it'll be about five grand to the La Crosse Police Department. Trump hasn't paid his, he, Trump, Trump owes about 10 grand to the La Crosse Police Department for security. Yeah. Um, and and uh, former House Speaker uh, Paul Ryan owes $225, if you want to get that, maybe. Yeah, yeah you may uh, have noticed, Rick, there's a real disparity there. Uh, the Democratic <laughs> visitors will pay up, you know, those additional security costs. If the Republican visitors are stiffing us, and Donald Trump is still stiffing us in past bills that, haven't been paid yet, and uh, I don't know what their problem is and why they think they can just get away with it. I mean, these local budgets are tight enough as it is, and it's an honor to have them, but it entails additional costs. I mean, you. Can- I'm glad that I'm glad Democrats at least are stepping up and CBS writing that news and trying to cover those additional costs. I mean, you guys like the photo ops. Get the giant Happy Gilmore check. Have Biden sign it over to La Crosse <laughs> Police Department. You can be there to hand it to Sean Coudron. It'll be a great photo op. I don't know why you wouldn't well, do that. It would, but he, he's going to be gone by the time they calculate all the additional overtime and expenses. So unless he's willing to come back with a check and do that, I think he uh, should. the timing doesn't work very well. Yeah, I hear that. you. Um, all right. Well, as a, I'm, I'm just brainstorming. Um, I appreciate I you coming on. Thanks for, for taking the time. And, uh, yeah, you know, we'll, we we'll always welcome you back. Hey, thanks, Rick. Happy right. to do it. Bye. Yep. All right. That was Congressman Ron Kine talking about very, very vague on, on Biden's visit in the afternoon. We, we kind of already knew that. The, uh, if you look at Wisdom News, we, we kind of have the, the idea of when the flights uh, are restricted coming in and out, in and out of lacrosse. Um, 10.45 a.m. to f- 10.30 a.m. to 5.45 p.m. is when the flights are restricted. So what do we just, like, meet in the middle there at about 2, 2 o'clock or so? 1, 2 o'clock, that's maybe when Biden will be here, but doesn't sound like we know where yet. So, um, all right, we got to get Scott's comment. Brad doing the news after that. We'll be back. I'm going to find the screw and uh, screw this microphone back in because I'm sick of holding it. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608 785 7914. A couple of you sounding off on the text line. If you want to call in, 608 785 7914. Except, I'll put you on hold here. Thank you. Uh, I got to email the engineers here. My microphone keeps falling off the stand. It's super fun, though. Every time I touch it, it pops off. Uh,. Thanks to U.S. Congressman Ron Kahn for joining. I've got to very carefully move this microphone. Everyone's laughing at me on Facebook Live, I'm sure. Uh, it didn't really have a ton of information about Biden's visit tomorrow. Tomorrow afternoon. And he can't tell us, right? There's Sean Kudron on tomorrow, the, the police chief here in La Crosse. Show's at 5, and he's going to come on for the show. I think he's going to come in here. And he'll have to get out a little bit early because there's a meeting at 6, but not too much. But if the if the show's at 5, if you think about this, I, I would assume that he's going to want to meet Biden, right? He's the chief of police, right? Like That's the privilege of the chief of police, probably gets to meet the president, or at least will be part of the security team, taking him from the airport to wherever he goes. So I'm guessing Biden will be out of here before 5 p.m. For, for done if we're just you know 
putting the pieces of the puzzle together. Um, and he'll he'll definitely be out of here by five p.m. if he just goes to the Colgan Air <laughs> Colgan Air Service uh, warehouse or whatever you want to call that. What is that called? Where the wherever they park their planes. I don't. I can't think of it off the top of my head. I'm not an airplane aficionado, airport aficionado. Although it's a rather common word, I think. Um, it would be funny if Biden held a uh, a Biden rally right at Colgan. <laughs> I don't think it's happening though. I, I heard I heard from uh, a couple of people that the uh, there's going to be some COVID restrictions. So will the mayor be there? Will the chief of police be there? I haven't heard. I did ask. No text back being ignored maybe they can't say 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line uh caller who is this hey this is chris how are you hey chris go ahead you're on the air man excellent hope you get the microphone fixed <laughs> i'm hey, just not going to touch it that, <laughs> um one of the things that i wanted to go over is i actually voted for ron kine when he first ran and one of the platforms that he actually ran on was not to serve a lot of terms in his position. I think he was, you know, his original statement was two terms. But uh, one of the things he said that we really need to do better in, in Washington is, you know, work together better and, and do better things. And then the very last thing that he said on your show was, isn't that something how the Republicans don't pay their bills and the Democrats do? If you do a really quick search on Google, you know, it takes about three seconds. Hillary Clinton still owes the state of Wisconsin over 18000 Bernie Sanders still owes the state quite a bit of money. And Ted Cruz does, and Donald Trump does. So, I mean, it, it's not just one party that ponies up and pays the bills, and the other party doesn't pay any of the bills. It's just, so saying stuff like that, it's hard to really work with somebody who isn't well, the bills in this area have been paid by Bernie Sanders. He paid the Onalaska Police Department, and uh, Hillary Clinton also paid the La Crosse Police Department. We've we've gone over all that in the past. So, sure. Okay. So just but in the area, I mean, in Madison, I mean, it, 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 that's not Ron Kine's district. So, <laughs> I I get you. I mean, yeah, there's probably unpaid bills, but you know, from what I can tell, from the the where the presidential visits have been around here, at least nominations, you know, when they were nominees, uh, that those bills have been paid by Democrats and, and not so much by Republicans. Though Trump did accidentally pay uh, the lacrosse police uh, $5,574 um, for, for, I think, his one of his last visits here. I couldn't tell you exactly off the top of my head, though. So it was Why kind of... Why would you say it was an accident that he paid it? Um, it, it was... There, there, it's hard to explain... But when asked whether or not he paid it, I don't know. You'd have to look at the story um, because it happened. This came out uh, in December. So you, you just have to look it up. It just the, the, the reporting around it made it sound like it was an accident that they, that, that they had paid because they, other, other cities had uh, not been paid for the same thing. So I think it was it might have been. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure. It's, it's really hard to explain, I guess. But it, it was just kind of a funny story that happened at the time. So, but I appreciate the gotcha. call. Thanks, thanks for calling. I got a couple other calls coming in, uh, so I have to let you go. Let's see here. Uh, get rid of that one. And Joe's calling. Joe's calling. Joe, 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 you're on. Go ahead, man. 
Hey, after Biden comes and goes, can you promise to keep up as much as you report about Donald Trump's visit? Can you be sure and let us know as soon as he drops off the check for the extra security and everything? Yeah, I mean, for, I mean, for really sure. We got half of it the way you do about Trump. Well, we got Kudron on tomorrow. I did already ask Biden. I mean, it would be pretty funny, right, if Biden gave uh, Chief Kudron a giant Happy Gilmore check, one of them big, you know, TV checks. Well, I just, I don't. I don't think it has anything to do with Donald Trump not paying. I think that's just the way political campaigns go when they come through. I don't think anybody's fast on paying it up, and it's not fair to report it that Donald Trump is some type of grifter who doesn't pay his bills when you know darn well every place that every every campaign that comes through, I, I'm sure they don't stop first place to drop a check off. Hillary Clinton uh, paid her $3,000. Bernie Sanders paid on Alaska's police. Uh, Donald Trump owes ten thousand dollars. Last I checked. I mean, I can ask Kudron tomorrow, but last I checked. So, I mean, well, just make sure you report it. Uh, I've mean, already brought it up, man. Report. I mean, it's he hasn't even he hasn't even landed yet, and I'm already bringing it up. And I have the police chief on tomorrow, unless he bails on me because Biden's visits a little later. But we're already bringing it up. So, yeah, this is definitely this isn't a I don't this isn't a bipartisan argument. I'm or a, a partisan argument. I'm trying to make. It's just the facts. Paul Ryan owes $225 from a December 31st, 2016 visit. So anytime anyone sees Paul Ryan, just mention to him that he owes the lacrosse police department a couple of hundos. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't care. If, if Joe Biden doesn't pay his campaign, then I'm going to rail against Joe Biden. Why? I don't like Joe Biden. He's Joe Biden. Like, nobody likes any of these guys. Just an old white guy that's president. Just happens to be president. Who cares? But pay your bills, damn it. <laughs> you know? Uh, 608-785-7914. If you want to just, if you want to vent, go ahead. A lot of people venting on the, on the text line. I try to get to some, some of them are just ridiculous. We talked about the January 6th insurrection. A lot of the people that texted in are, are, find it, it's, it's, it's one thing to have riots or protests in other cities and then compare those to people storming the U.S. Capitol. And people are trying to draw comparisons like like Ron Kine didn't talk about Portland enough, but he's railing against the Capitol riots. Well, A, he was in the Capitol. <laughs> we talked to him that day. It was kind of interesting to hear his account. And by interesting, I mean he was talking about how he was helping Capitol Police. So... He took front and center stage there a little bit, at least you know, at least a casting member of the of the crew. Um, also, like think about what what happened during the riots. If you even want to go Kenosha, if you want to go Portland, in Portland they were they were driving van, unmarked vans up, grabbing protesters, throwing them in the van, and taking them to jail without telling them anything. Did you see any unmarked vans at the at the at the U.S. Capitol, grabbing people and taking them, you know, without without telling them and just taking them away? Did you see any tear gas shot at people? Because there's plenty of tear gas shot all over. Did you see anyone? Did you see anyone uh, get shot at the Capitol? Is anyone shot? You know, like it's just like just think about like the differences and how. Because, you know, maybe it was, it, 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 were we worried about optics? Oh, no, it's the U.S. Capitol. It's a bunch of white people storming the Capitol. If we start shooting tear gas in broad daylight, it's going to look pretty bad on TV. 
we'll just let them in, see what happens. They'll be nice. They're white people. It's fine, right? Like, just think about the two di- the differences in what each of those riots look like. Like, even if you want to go Kenosha. Lacrosse, not so much. Pretty chill here. Pretty much told the police where they wanted to protest. They were going to stop at City Hall. They were going to walk around this block. They might have got the route wrong a couple of times when they were walking around the block, but they, for the most part, they kind of they kind of let everyone know. All right, so uh, Kent's calling in. Kent, go ahead. You're on the air, man. Hey, big uh, big Joe's coming to town tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see where he, where he's gonna. I mean, somebody's texting, and number three said that maybe he's gonna go to the sewer plant uh, south of here, which would be interesting. Well, that's infrastructure, I guess, at its finest. That'd yeah, be good, but. I'm thinking about going over to Colgan Air Hangar tomorrow. The hangar, there's the word I was looking for. The Colgan Air Hangar. Thank you. (laughs) Hangar, yeah. I'm thinking about going over there tonight and taking a a paint roller, getting up on the roof and right on there, welcome to Cleveland. (laughs) So when Joe gets into town, he'll be going up on the podium going, yeah, I'm really happy to be back in Cleveland here. (laughs) So you don't think he'll... like Joe's looking out. The, if he, Joe looked out the window on the airplane, I think he'd probably get dizzy. I don't know why you think he, Joe's looking out the window. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think he will either. But, you know, the infrastructure plan, too. I'll bet you my Social Security check to your my new check month to month that four years from now, with all this money they're spending, our roads aren't going to be any better. Our We're road? not going to fix nothing. Yeah. You don't think so? I, I don't know. It's pretty. It's pretty huge. It's a pretty huge plan. I don't know I, if we'll. I know we just but want the money lacrosse. Will just disappear, buddy. Well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, we never, we never actually get to see it. But you know, maybe if the rural areas get broadband, they'll be cool with it. Yeah, that'd be all right too. All right, buddy, I'll let you go. All right, thanks for the call. Right, I got to take one more quick break. We'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talk and text line. If you want to get in here, just a couple minutes left in the show. Uh, still no word on where Joe Biden, although this this uh, Joe texted in. They're all named Joe. Oh, this was John. Sorry. John texted in. Biden's going to be at the City of Lacrosse shop down by Isle La Plume. An insider with knowledge said that that was there has, has told John. So thanks for that, John. I, 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 like number three kind of said that, too. There's no parking signs over by the sewage treatment plant, right? The water treatment plant. Sewage, water, same. Uh, so that's kind of the same thing, right? Is that what John's talking about? The city of lacrosse shop down by Isle of Plume? The bus shop? Maybe he's going to be by the... Is that right by the recycling center? That that building there? Maybe it'll be down there. I mean, that's all kind of the same area. Tour the old sewer treatment plant. I mean, the, the, another place he could go would be just French Island, right? Just, I mean, he's going to be landing at the airport. The, we have a PFAS problem on French Island. It doesn't seem like we get a ton of action on what to do about PFAS in the area or nationally or statewide. <laughs> but um, maybe could I mean someone someone uh, was mad about Joe Biden's executive orders. What if he executive ordered the idea that we have to ban PFAS nationwide? Be a thing, right? Number three is back. Number three, what you got? Uh, they got a new backhoe down at the city shop. Maybe he wants to see that. No, uh, years ago, I had a good friend who was the chief of police by the name of Fred Asp and Ronald Reagan come to town. Yeah. And uh, they picked him up at the airport. 
got on the I system, got off by the La Crescent exit, and come across the pike. Yeah. So there's different ways they don't have to come all the way through lacrosse. Yeah, and no, not great cell service on the pike either. So when Biden's on his cell phone down there, he could see the infrastructure plan that we, we maybe we need better cell service there. That could be. And then another <laughs> thing, maybe our new chief of police will get to ride shotgun. Yeah, maybe or drive, right? Could the chief of police, or is he too too high ranking to drive? He's too high. He don't want to drive. He, he and he ain't gonna ride on no running board because there's that's <laughs> going too fast to ride on a running board. All right, thanks so for. The... He's got to stay in where it's nice and cool. Yeah, get the AC going. Thanks, thanks for the call. Uh, <laughs> Sean Kudron's riding. Oh, I get. I almost touched the mic there. Sean Kudron's riding shotgun with Joe Biden in the in the uh, in the limo. Be, I feel like riding shotgun. Well, I guess you're. You know, chief of police, protect and serve. So you would be, would he literally have a shotgun as well while he's riding shotgun? Gotta wonder. 